Hello. Hi. How you doing? What up? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, pretty good for being on day 14 of not drinking. <gasps> Fuck, I forgot. I know. I'm on day two. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, but really, I haven't. I have not. I mean, I had some over the weekend, but... It's okay. I'll allow it. I'm... I, like, weighed myself. Mm-hmm. And I have gained seven corn pounds. <laughs> so I'm trying to, like, cut, you know, chill out a little bit. Yeah, I had gained ten. I've lost five of those ten. So That's good. I bet you feel there. good. Yeah. Feeling good? I do. And I actually am, like, a lot less bloated. Um, and I'm embarrassed to admit that I definitely was, like, detoxing from alcohol for, like, that first yeah. two weeks. Um, so, you know, it's... I think this was good for me. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. But, like, it was wild. Um, like, I was getting, like, fucking hot flashes and, like, the shakes and shit. And I was like, God, like, why do I feel like, awful? Wild. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm, like, detoxing or like, going through a withdrawal. Isn't that crazy that it can do yes. that to your body, though? And, like, you just don't realize it. Yeah, and, like, that's it's, just, like, a um, couple glasses of wine a night and, like, you know, whatever. Right. It's, like, what I thought was casual drinking, so. Yeah. I mean, f- like, for me, that's, caffeine mm-hmm. is really the only thing, like, I've yeah. normally, like, drink that's been not good for you, you know, consistently. Right. And, I mean, even that like when you stop drinking or stop having caffeine like the headaches and like just how shitty your mood gets no 100 percent. like i recently switched to like half calf because i was drinking like a pre-workout in the morning i think this is also probably a combination of both things too um yeah but i was having like pre-workout in the morning and then a cup of coffee like when i first got to work and then another cup of coffee like usually like mid to late morning and then maybe a third one at like one o'clock or a diet coke you know you, or whatever yeah so you are a very hydrated person yes and as then, per our last episode title you're a hydrated bitch <laughs> <laughs> truly and that's not counting all the water i drink so <laughs> yeah right so it's just well, one of those things wild. um oh i was gonna say something so i think you mm, yes. posted the um this on Instagram about phrases that you probably didn't know like were racist or had racist origins. Did yes. you post that? I yes, read I did. that and I was like, oh wow. Like it really makes you stop and think a minute. Um, like some of those I had no idea. I know. And then just like other terms, like people in my family would use like, oh, you know, they were being such a slave driver. Like trying to make me work or do all the chores or whatever and like th- mm-hmm. things like that um I mean you just you say and you don't mean for it to come out no not at all but it is a like a race yeah I just so I thought that was so interesting um yeah to I, read through and yeah I definitely learned a lot from that post um and then yeah. another thing um I follow um this gal on Instagram who uh does something in you know like realty re- Realtoring? Realty? Real, she's a realtor? She's not a realtor, Real- but she works with them. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, she- and she lives in Texas, and in Texas, they're uh-huh. actually changing all of the real estate um, information to exclude the word master bedroom for the same reason. 
I never thought of that. Uh-huh. Me either. And I was like, holy wow. shit, like that's wild. Um, and so other states, I think, are starting to follow suit too, but Texas was the first Literally. one. Um, I forget wow. what they're calling it instead, but they are just changing the verbiage. Um, that's so interesting. I never to that. Yeah. put that together. Me either. I, I absolutely did not think about that. Um, I think it's cool how the Dixie Chicks are dropping the Dixie out of their name. I thought that was fun, um, too. Lady Antebellum changed her name to Lady A. Mm-hmm. Which um, I think I think a lot of people have already, were already call, calling her that already. Like, myself yeah. included. So I think that was it's a long time coming. But Interesting, <laughs> though, how people are, like, get so mad about it. And it's like, yeah. who... Why do why does it matter to you so much that right. people want to be better and like um there's it's never a bad thing to reevaluate how we do things and like make it a better more inclusive place for everybody to feel good and not like you know <sighs> it's just so much no a million percent and I mean um. It's kind of like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with this too much. Um, Washington was trying to rename the Redskins, or they've been trying to for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where people are in like such an uproar about wanting, or, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, like this is actually an offensive thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Um, actually, Wes's high school, their mascot was um, the Redskins. And... Mm-hmm they they it got voted to drop they dropped it so they're just calaveras now but people were pissed mm-hmm. and you know it it, it is like coming from a, a family who's native american right. it was used as a racist term exactly <laughs> maybe he was like a more pa- like a, a more powerful like a chief or something mm-hmm. like you know and even that like i know like there's been like petitions to have like the kansas city chiefs change their name too because it's also Mm -hmm. you know cultural appropriation appropriation. if nothing else yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you know i mean it's just all these things that you know things do need to change well and i thought that as somebody i remember reading when when kind of like that um topic about mascots Mm -hmm. came up about um someone posted like well we don't have sports team called like the fighting Jews or, you know, like things like that Mm -hmm. because it's, that's not okay. So why is it okay to, to say it about native Americans? Exactly. Like it's, it's just, it's also ass backwards. (laughs) America's changing. Fucking A. And I'm proud. Me too. Proud of it. Um, well, with that being said, I believe you're first this week. I believe I am too, actually. Um, That's like the first time we haven't had to look. <laughs> I know. And we probably fucked it up. You're probably supposed to be first. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I went first last week. I think you did too. I'm, I think we're actually becoming on top of things. I mean, it is Monday and we are recording a regular episode. However, we did miss our screen recap last week, but I got Oops. busy AF. So Me sorry, too. sorry. Um, And yeah, I had to throw an emergency bachelorette party on Friday. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, life happens. Yeah, it is. And I had to go to the eye doctor and stuff, and it was busy. So, yeah. 
So, there. sorry about it, but it'll be up this week because we're going to record it right after this because uh, that's just what because, we're doing. Yeah, that is. We're trying exactly to be proactive. And get sh- kind of. get it get shiz done. Yeah, okay. we're trying to be as proactive as we can be for having put this off for two weeks now. <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> Whoops. We're sorry, but you know. We're sorry, but you, we're not going to change. You already know this about us, so you're here still. We appreciate you. You know. Yeah. We have full-time jobs. That is not that this podcast just provides us a very small amount of money a month. Exactly. And this month, you know, we're donating it to a. Go- oh, I need to do that. <laughs> put the put the poll up so you all can vote where our money is going to for the month. Yeah. But. Um, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it should be up. <laughs> yes, it should be. Yes. I will make myself a note to make sure it is done. And correct-ish. I will do my best to remind you, but who knows? It's fine. Also, Zach, Again, we're sorry, us, but we're no, we're not going to change who we are. It's just we've set a precedent. You love us, so yeah. it's fine. It's fine, and it's fine. Remember the time it was fine? It's, it's I got I got you a sticker that says it's fine. You told me, and I'm still here tomorrow. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for it to get here. Oh. I'm gonna put that on my uh, hydro flask do enjoy i will thank you so anyways um surprise surprise my story came from reddit (gasps) wow wow shocking um Um, i'm shooketh i know bitch um and this was posted by a user named tapped the forward assist um this was posted a few months back um and this is about uh, the disappearance of Relisha Rudd, um, an eight-year-old black girl in Washington, D.C., who disappeared from a homeless shelter where she had been spending um, days away with a janitor. It took authorities over a month to even realize that she was missing. Wait, what? Yes. You heard me right. A whole ass month. Mm-hmm. You guys can't see my face, but it's the what-the-fuck face. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I couldn't have described that face any better if I tried. Shit. What year is this? Um, twenty fourteen. Okay, that is just unacceptable. Yes. I mean, it's unacceptable at any time frame, but like twenty, really twenty fourteen people. Yes. Also, I I'm we so were sorry if anyone like... just heard my dog squeaking the shit out of his toy. He's going oh, to keep that doing was this. Charles. Yes, it was Charles. <laughs> So um, he's saying hello. Um, He's in a mood right now. He's got the zoomies. So we're just, we got to, it is what it is. We're, we're already late in posting this. So y'all are welcome. Yeah. Um, We'll post a picture of Charlie in this week's episode images. Charlie's a cute little shit. He is a cute little shit. The cutest of the shits. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Actually, really quick Charlie story. Today, um, he buried a bone in the backyard for the first time. And like actually Did buried he? it. <gasps> I'm so proud. He's do- He's a dog. I know. He finally dogged. Oh, I'm so proud. Me too. Cause in the past he's just kind of like pushed like leaves and dirt over the thing with his nose, and then he's like, "What the oh fuck? It's God. not covered." And then. Oh my gosh, that is too cute. <laughs> but today he Our... like found some loose dirt, dug a hole, popped it in there, and then covered it back up. What a good boy. I know. My dog killed don't... me do that zach is watching me be dogs. this giant ham over with the dog right now hey <laughs> you're a dog faces. mom 
Don't apologize for loving your dog. Oh, I would never apologize for loving Charles. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I cut you off. What were you saying? Yeah. Um, my dogs don't know how to dog. So they don't bury things. They don't swim. They just woof at everything. That's literally the only dog thing they do. Well, you know, they're good woofers. It's a good thing they're cute. I know. They're the cutest. So, anyways. Tell we, us, we'll, please, we allow about it. your case. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I digress about sorry. the dogs. This is our podcast. We can digress if we want to. You're right. Um, yeah. So, um, a quick little summary before... The, this is like the TLDR. Um, so, uh, Relisha Rudd was an eight-year-old girl living in a homeless shelter in Washington, D.C. Uh, with her mother in 2014. Uh, she spent a lot of time with the shelter's janitor... Khalil Tatum, who brought her gifts and took her out on day trips and eventually overnight trips with her mother's permission. How old was he? Um, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I'm not digging that. Um, an adult, let's put it that way. Um, yeah. My School. mom's senses are tingling. You know, my dog mom's senses are tingling. I know it's not quite the same thing, but I don't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> um, school authorities noted that her sudden absence from class, but um, her mother and the janitor dragged out the investigation until it was finally realized she had been missing for a month. Why would her mom do that? I don't know. We'll find out, though. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, authorities began to intervene. The janitor suddenly disappears. The janitor's wife was found shot dead at a local hotel. Wait. Uh-huh. And police uncovered local security camera footage of the janitor entering hotel rooms alone with the little girl weeks prior, him buying trash bags and uh, lime, like a like oh, decomposition no. agent, um, just after the investigation began, and weeks later found the janitor's body in an outbuilding at a local park, dead of apparent suicide with the same gun that killed his wife. There had been no trace of Relisha since the hotel hallway footage. Whoa. So let me dive into it. Okay. That was the summary. I'm intrigued. Okay. Yep. Let's hear it. Okay. So, the disappearance of Relisha Rudd is a tragic case made even worse by the fact that the system failed an extremely vulnerable child who needed their protection most. She vanished with absolutely no trace left behind five years ago, but with, uh, I mean, six years, yeah, six years ago now, um, but with a pile of evidence showing her last known situation was nightmarishly dangerous. The case of Shamika Young, Relisha's mother, was also heartbreaking, and just another reminder of how poverty and instability can be generational if left unchecked. Yeah. Her father left when she was two, her mother was addicted to cocaine and alcohol, and lost custody of Shamika after assaulting a police officer at a homeless shelter, which the mother claimed only occurred because the policeman tried to take the child from her. Oh, wow. Um, Shamika, who has been uh, diagnosed as, quote, mildly retarded in middle school, um, spent half of her childhood being balanced between foster homes for the for uh, most troubled children, um, hospitalizations, and treatments for suicidal threats, hearing voices, and violent acting out. She was routinely transferred between various institutions, in the sim- uh, and they simply weren't able to handle her before signing herself out at age 18. She promptly got involved with got involved with and pregnant by a man nearly twice her age who had done jail time for the death of his toddler daughter. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no. to remind you, this is the mother of Relisha. Okay. Uh-huh. Not off to a good start. Right. Um, sources had 
been a little unclear on the family situation, how many fathers or daughter and three later sons had, but it's at least two. Um, through uh-huh. the understanding of the author, um, she was slightly more fortunate than many girls like her that she didn't get pregnant before 18 and had a longer than brief relationship with the father of her first child. Um, there's also more links to these, uh, to her background. Um, just for everyone's edification, you guys can check out the other articles if you want to read more. Okay. Um, so by 2014, Shamika had four children and a slew of welfare investigations by authorities as to whether the children were properly cared for. Um, kids often staying with often often on staying with relatives to get at least some minimal resources. It was bouncing among various cheap apartments before poverty forced her into the D.C. General Shelter. The shelter was a decrepit, abandoned hospital falling down around the residence. Roaches and rats and literally raccoons scampering around the hallways. No. Yes. But it was one of the few facilities able to keep homeless mothers housed together with their children um, and was holding 270 people in makeshift apartments in former clinical rooms. Wow. The jan- mm-hmm. uh, The janitor at the general shelter was a 51-year-old Khalil Tatum... Who, oh, no. Mm-hmm, no, who would no, likely no. not have been hired had he not hidden his felony record of burglary, burglary and larceny, having just left prison in 2011. Oh, great. Yes. So he's a winner. Um, the shelter had strict rules against fraternizing with residents, since professional distance is vital when working with vulnerable women and children. But Tatum oh. cheerfully ignored these rules and was well known for paying keen attention to single mothers with young children. Of course. Option- because uh-huh. every pedo's dream. Fucking facts. Um, he would often hand little girls a crisp 20. Um, for most people, this would immediately raise red flags. Duh. But some of the young women and children uh, who had lived in extremes of poverty just optimistically assumed that he was a kind gentleman. <sighs> you know. Yikes on bikes. Yeah, it's really nice to assume that men aren't trash <laughs> Mo- let me rephrase that most men but you know yeah. what i'm saying like <laughs> yes yeah well uh, yeah i mean you naively want to think the best of people sometimes i've been right. guilty of that too and then i mean thankfully nothing bad's ever happened to me but you know. same like could not relate anymore yeah. don't take any shit ladies let's just throw that out there yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, and, and gentlemen, too. Take no shit. For real. Uh, do-do-do-do-do. Tatum took a particular like- liking to Shamika and Relisha, buying them little gifts and luxuries that they could never afford, swiftly escalating as he bought the elementary schooler a tablet computer. So, could you imagine just, like, some random-ass man just giving your, you know, eight-year-old an iPad? Nope, I'd be like, thank you, but no. Yeah. Like, what? Thank like, her school janitor, for equivalency, I suppose. Right. Like, what the no. fuck? Absolutely not. No, thank you. Um, Shamika had often sent Relisha to stay with relatives in more s- stable housing for brief periods, but they were unwilling or unable to house the child for longer periods, and Relisha would cry whenever she had to leave a warm and comfy home and come back to the shelter. Why so- didn't they just put her in foster care? I mean, that sucks, but, like... Right. I really couldn't tell you like i feel like it's one of those things where probably her situation wasn't quite bad enough yeah unfortunately like i mean like i hate to say it like that that's so sad though like to think you yeah. could literally be like living with rats and cockroaches and freaking raccoons and somehow that's better than 
Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, so, when Tatum offered to get the girl out of the shelter for the afternoon and see the town, even buying expensive tickets to Disney on Ice... Are you familiar with how expensive those are? No, I've never went. Neither have I, but I used to work at a very bougie, like, private school, and, mm-hmm. like, those tickets are, like, hundreds of dollars for, like, yeah. cheap tickets. Like... It doesn't surprise me. No, I mean, it's fucking Disney. Like... <laughs> They can, and they will. Yeah, and they do. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. And people buy them. (laughs) (sighs) Um, So, yeah. So, basically, when he offered you all that, Shamika was happy to give permission to, you know, make her daughter happy and, you know, ideally give her, you know, an experience that she would never be able to give her. Um, Yeah. So, after she became used to that, she happily agreed when Tatum offered to take the girl overnight to stay at his grandma's house. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, no, thank you. No. Um, so, then the author mentions that there's a lot of uh, debate in the media and forums about Shamika's thoughts here. Some argue that she was just so deprived and desperate that Tatum's kindness felt like a godsend and that she saw him as a guardian angel who could help her and her child and fill that need for a male presence in her daughter's life. Others are more cynical, mm-hmm. noting that in, uh, in her hard life, she was surely familiar intimately familiar with how people form transactional relationships based around money, sex, and drugs. And how can a woman who spent half her childhood in the foster system with a huge share of abused girls not have alarm bells ringing when an unfamiliar older man is keenly interested in spending time alone with her eight-year-old? Yeah. I mean, just... I don't know. I mean, I do think that a lot of that is, like, how you're raised, too. Like... Yeah. I... My... I was raised by parents who like were very aware of of like you know stranger danger and things Mm -hmm. like that but like for this to be like I could see maybe in like the 80s being like because things were different or even the 70s like things were much different then but in 2014 like you know better you know you know that a a grown-ass man trying to hang out with your eight-year-old is fucking weird yeah, it's not right. I mean, no. Just Mm-mm. no. So, for whatever reasons, Shamika gives Tatum free reign to spend time with Relisha. And that's where the story starts to get truly troubling. Relisha stops attending school in February of 2014, but her mother sent the school a note claiming that she was having health problems and under the care of, quote, a Dr. Tatum. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, th- this is me saying, like, I'm calm bullshit on the mom didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that's why I didn't want to give you too much earlier. Yes. Because okay. mom is definitely complicit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so weeks go by and concern grows at the school system. So administrators press Chamika to um, put them in contact with Dr. Tatum. Uh, quote, do they don't, there's a parenthesis here. Did they notice that they could literally Google there, there was no such doctor in the D.C. area? Like, um, so Chamika provides them with his, quote, office phone number, uh, which is his work number at the shelter. An administrator spoke to Tatum on the phone and set up a meeting left unmentioned in any article that has ever been like written um so um it's kind of shocking that they're basically saying that it's shocking whether an ex-con with a high school education managed to sound like a convincing doctor on the phone um or if the administrator had penetrating questions about what clinic he worked at what the website was etc he failed to arrive yeah. for the scheduled meeting so i think homeboy got scared <laughs> yeah um and then he, uh, 
This leads an exasperated school system to contact police with the missing person report on March 19th, at which point no authority figure had seen Relisha for a solid month. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, her Uh, mom's definitely... I mean, it's like the Casey Anthony thing. Yeah. Like, bitch, you're gonna tell me you didn't see your kid for a month and, and like, that you don't know what happened... That you... (laughs) Okay, anyways. It's fine. Continue. Right. So, the police at this point don't have much time to dwaddle on the case because on the same day that she was reported missing, Tatum's wife was found in a D.C. area motel shot through the head. Police quickly make the linkage between Dr. Tatum, the friendly janitor, and the husband of a murdered woman and realize that the situation was an absolute crisis. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, I mean, an eight-year-old missing is a crisis anyway, so. Right. Um... (laughs) They began scouring security camera footage around the D.C. area and quickly find several instances in late February and early March where Alicia's recorded walking down the hallway in local hotels with Tatum. The last sign of Alicia to this day is a March 1st footage at a Days Inn, in a, which is a pretty scruffy hotel in D.C.'s poorer no- northeast quarter. It's significant that the hotel is right across the street from the National, the National Orbitorium, a huge city park and forest. Um, both the timing and location are troubling still, given that Tatum was caught on video at a hardware store earlier, um, early the next day, buying a shovel, lime, and 42-gallon trash bags. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't gotta be, you know, a detective to figure that one out. No. Um, there's a gap from, uh, the 2nd to the 20th of March after Relisha's last sighting and the suspicious hardware purchases where Tatum continued to go to work and was seen in and out of the D.C. area, but after his wife's body was found and Relisha was listed as missing on the same day, he disappears, and a massive manhunt goes underway. Police swiftly narrow the search to the area about 700 acres of the Orbitorium, and about a week and a half later found Tatum's body in a shed in the adjoining, uh, Kenwolf Port park area of the greater complex dead of apparent suicide by the same gun that killed his wife police at the time assessed the body was about 36 hours old and his whereabouts in those 11 days were unaccounted for okay um that's interesting yeah red's case is a powerful story a multi-generational family tragedy coupled with Mm -hmm. institutional neglect and darkly compelling evidence and is darkly compelling because it's abundantly obvious that terrible things happened yet relisha herself disappeared without a trace yeah there's lingering questions as to uh, where on the spectrum her mother falls between unwitting victim and villainous co- collaborator, and Shamika has continued to struggle for custody of her three remaining children. Uh, it's a case that might never be solved, and although locally prominent and had little national coverage despite having so many elements that would normally intrigue readers, um, it's not all too pious to conclude that her being a homeless black child is a fundamental factor in the relative disinterest that the national public has had in the case. Yeah. Um, so I chose this one because, I mean, it's, her whereabouts are still unsolved. Um, right. That's But really how the system fucking failed. Yeah. Well, hard. Hard. They failed hard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, her mother too. Her mother should not Mm -hmm. get her other children back because she obviously, there, there's just something there that's not right. Mm Mm-hmm. And truly, this man should have been locked up a long, long, long time ago. Right. Because well, um, he was obviously abusing her for yeah a long time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
yeah, so that one's really fucking sad. I know it's a huge bummer. Um, it is. But... It's important, though, too, because it's more recent. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's still, like, maybe things that can be done. Because um, that girl, the little, she, she deserves to be... Yeah. Found. Yeah. So, uh, this this one, yeah, I definitely one of the sadder ones that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I mean, they're all sad, you know, but mm-hmm. like it's just sad. It's sad when it's a little girl, and mm-hmm. it's sad that if she were white, people would be more interested in it, and that's sad because she she deserves more than that. She deserves more than what life handed to her. Yeah, and really, like, because there was a, you know, probably not a great school district and all of that, it took them a month to figure out that she was, something was wrong. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like, you know, any, even public school that we went to would have been a little bit more concerned a little quick, more quickly. Yeah. Well, especially, you know what I mean? like, without having any information from the parent. Right. Like, you would think you'd actually want a doctor's note or anything. Right. I don't know. Or I, something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it just, all all of it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Today's episode is also brought to you by Armstrong. Since its inception in California in 1966, Armstrong has been committed to the improvement, beautification, and preservation of Bay Area homes and commercial and institutional buildings. This has been achieved by employing an elsewhere vanishing work ethic, coupled with superior technical knowledge using only the highest quality materials and modern equipment. Perhaps most significant of all, Armstrong has maintained its position of leadership by adhering tenaciously to one of the most fundamental principles of all business transactions, listening and pleasing their customers. Whether it's painting, roofing, windows, or doors, you have the assurance and peace of mind knowing that your installation will be covered by one of the best warranties in America. Armstrong painting jobs carry a warranty of up to 15 years depending on service materials. Their replacement windows and doors carry up to a limited lifetime manufacturer's warranty. Equally generous warranties come with their roofing work, and Armstrong has been a business in California for over 50 years and will be there ready, willing to help if and when you need them. If you're in need of painting, roofing, windows, or doors, make sure to check out Armstrong Installation Services at armstrong1234.com and let them know that Hot for Justice sent you. Well, this is going to rub you the wrong way, too. So, I'm starting with the first child who was found Mm -hmm. um, in the Atlanta child murders, which, for those of you who don't know, um, was a series of a lot of murders. Um, Let's look. How many? I think it's 26. I think it's like 26 or 29. Yeah. From 1979 to 1981, um, there were um, kidnappings and killings of 29 black girls, boys, and young men. So, this is more famous. I don't know then how popular of a story it was. Maybe once it started to become a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because obviously now it's still talked about and... Now, I mean, they they have arrested somebody for these murders, but a lot of people yeah. don't think that he did them all. Because, I mean, that's 29 and... That's a lot. For one Not person. only that, but it's interesting, too, because, you know, it's 
um, boys, girls, mm-hmm. and young men. So there's quite a interesting age and so yeah, the mo is weird difference. Yes. So um, let's see. We are going to talk today about Alfred Evans, who was the like I said the first body found um, out of the 29. So. In July of 1979 in Atlanta, Georgia, 13-year-old Alfred Evans um, was found um, in, like, a wooded area, I believe, by a woman who... Let me see if I can find it again. Sorry, I, like, have, like, five tabs open. Oh, no, you're not, good. Like, one good source of information. Um, a woman who was looking for aluminum cans near the fairgrounds in Atlanta found his body um, in a trash dump off the road, is what was reported at that time. Jesus. Um, he was face down... He was shirtless and barefoot, and he had been strangled. Oh, my God. So the police are out in the woods, and a police officer smells, like, something terrible. And so he goes and looks. um, It's, like, in a vacant lot near where um, Alfred Evans was. And they discovered another body of a 14-year-old Edward Hope Smith. Um, he was also obviously black. All of these children are black. Um, Mm -hmm. he had been killed by a gunshot wound. So that's right. They're interesting in itself. One strangled, one killed of a gunshot, but they were both found to get like very close. I I mean, I think it says that he was found more, um, a mere 150 feet away. That's so fucking close. Evans. Yeah. So... Yeah, like I said, like, the M.O. being different, like, so different between, like, all of the cases is just so weird to me, though. It is. It really is. So, um, I read a book by John Douglas, who is, like, the inspiration behind Mindhunter, which, if mm-hmm. you've seen Mindhunter in season two, they they cover the Atlanta child murders. Yeah. So, I read the book, and he, he talks in detail about Wayne Williams, who was the man who was... Um, ultimately all of these murders are attributed to him he was only actually convicted i think of one or two of them Mm -hmm. that they tied to all of these together yeah um and he said well you know wayne williams fits all of our um like profile points Mm -hmm. he basically was caught red-handed dumping a body and most important after he was arrested these killings st- stopped but the black community in Atlanta like a lot of them say well no they really didn't mm-hmm. so I I don't know what to think it's very interesting I mean Wayne Williams still to this day denies that he was involved mm-hmm. which I do think he's partially lying like I do think he's he oh, probably yeah. had you know something to do with some of it but not all of them no, I, I I would definitely say like a, probably a fair portion, um, but definitely not twenty nine. I mean, and also, there's probably more than twenty nine too. Like if right. we're being honest, and it's also really like to me, the fact that it's boys, it's girls, and it's young mm-hmm. men. Like the young men part, like that's that really just, throws me off. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most serial killers are like obviously preferential, and to 
to cross like that big age gap I don't know it kind of confuses me so um, shortly later there were two other young excuse me young men boys Mm -hmm. found strangled to death which is more consistent Um, initially the death of of Evans and Smith were like not really enough to alarm authorities because I'm sure they were black Um, they wrote the cases off as being drug related and kind of were like okay thanks bye until more black youth went missing and started turning up dead and and this was a big deal so I'm not going to go through all of the victims because I, I, I want to cover this and do, like, more of a deep dive. Right. Um, but I think, I mean, there's a lot of interesting nuances that I never quite realized. Um, you know, at the time, the all the people working really on this case were white. And they were convinced that the offender in this case was a black man because... They said, well, if it were a white man, he couldn't have lured these kids away so easily. People would have noticed him. A black man would have blended in. Right. And other black kids would be like, oh, okay, yeah, like, uh, you know, I trust you. They want money or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what they think that he used, like, arouse, like, oh, I'll give you five bucks if you come do this for me or something. Yeah, and, um... They actually do, like, a whole, like, dramatization of it in the mm-hmm. second season of Mindhunter. It's kind of yeah. wild to watch. It's very interesting, mm-hmm. um, I have to say. I mean, I really find it very interesting that he still maintains that he is innocent. Like, wholeheartedly. Some of these people are fucking wild, dude. I know. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... That's what I, I mean, really all I have to say mm-hmm. about that right now. Um, so each week I'm going to be kind of like taking a few. Hopefully I can find more information. But there's really like not a lot of individual information about um, Alfred Evans or Edward Smith. There's kind of just like, you know, here's when they were found. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So. Anyways. <sighs> it's very yeah. sad. It is, but I'm excited for you to uh, do more of a deep dive into that. Yeah, I it's it's gonna be a lot. Twenty nine. I mean, sure, there's more. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, there's something out there about it that I can like find. Right. Um. Like maybe other cases that they're like, oh no, you know, things that like might it. be connected or. Yeah. So. Oh my God! Maybe you're gonna crack the case. Maybe. No, <laughs> I'm not smart enough. I'm, I can't math, so I'm out. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> um, oh god. Well, do you have anything, anything fun and fresh? <laughs> you're about to ask me. I was. Um, I, I think I know what yours is. store today. Yep. <laughs> I already have an order. So oh my god. we'll include the link in our show notes if you want some, you know, handmade earrings. And I can do custom orders as well. Yes, and I'm actually going to tack on to your fun and fresh. Um, go over to her Etsy and look at all of her product shots. Like, those selfies are fucking fire. Thank you. Bitch. I worked really hard on them. Where's your modeling contract, though? I legitimately spent, like, over an hour 
taking selfies and I hated all of them. I mean, I feel like that's about par for the course though. Are you really a girl if you like don't do that? You're right. But it was really funny because I had the baby and I had my tripod and my ring light set up and I'm like doing this against legit the wall. And Wes is like, oh, is this your setup? And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, oh, baby wants to get in your pictures. And you're like, I bet like, she does. <laughs> no, I mean, literally in some of them, she was like holding onto my arm, but you can't see because. Oh I... my God, stop. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you have any me. bloopers? Um, I deleted them all because. Damn it. I looked ugly, but next time. Oh, get the hell out of here. You can be my model too. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, what's, um, uh, what's yours? Um, I'm going to go with a bunch of things that I've purchased lately. I shouldn't say a bunch because there's yes. not a bunch of things. But I've been poshmarking like a motherfucker. Yas, queen. Um, yeah, I've been hitting the Lululemon gold mine on Hell Poshmark. Yeah. Um, also, um, Alex and Ani bracelets. I got a couple more. Mm. Um, I have one of them. One. one. Um, yeah. They're very pretty. I, say, I, I quite like them. Um. And then I, just from Costco, um, today, my plastic Birkenstocks arrived, and I'm fucking jazzed. Yeah. And they were only 30 bucks because they were from Costco. That's winning right there. So if you have a Costco membership, they are the plug for the Birkenstocks. We're not sponsored by Costco. No, but I would shit my pants if either one of them wanted to sponsor us. That'd be cool. I would literally die. Heck yeah. Um, but... I think that's everything that I have. Um, oh, ooh, actually, I, do... I actually have another Costco find. Uh, vitamin water zero, shout out. Been saving my oh, uh... um, non-alcohol drinking life. Non-drinking have an ass. Yeah, for real. You know what's also good are those sparkling um, waters from Costco, the Kirkland yes. brand. They're expensive, but they're good. I know I they are very them good. a lot when I was pregnant because I was trying not to drink so much caffeine because I already couldn't sleep. Um Yep, so we would drink lots of those. There you go. Uh, what was your other thing? Oh, um, GSK was... Oh, fuck, why didn't we talk about this at the beginning? <laughs> I know. We should... Okay, let's talk about it at the beginning of the next episode. Since okay, great. If you'd it, like, like our thoughts on the Golden State Killer. <laughs> now you need to listen to the next episode. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, which is going to be our screen recap of the Triathlon Media. Yeah. And again, we're recording that literally as soon as I hit end on this one. So yeah. that... Yeah. It actually pops up on Wednesday. So, if you want to hear us talk about the Golden State Killer, listen to our next episode. Precisely. Um, okay. And we'll yeah. see you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye.